How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to be talking about morning routines and also evening routines. Now, for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now on Amazon. Uh, It'll be an absolute game changer. You can also grab it at sydlicbook.com. Dot com to get over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. So check it out now. Now let's get on with the show. All right, morning routines. We hear it from everywhere across the self-development space. Establishing a strong morning routine is by far one of the most important things that you can do to be successful. Uh, now, for those of you guys watching this on video, uh, I'm filming this in the morning, which is why uh, my hair is uh, all over the place over here. Now, the reason that this is so important is because uh, there's a handful of key uh, key habits that will really dictate the rest of your success in a lot of different areas. And a lot of people understand that a good morning routine, a solid morning routine is exactly one of those things. So I want to get into my morning routine. This is something that I've been working on over the course of the last, oh man, really six plus years, I'd say. Um, but before we get into my morning routine, I actually want to share uh, something that I call my evening routine, which in, uh, which encompasses uh, together the morning and evening routine encompass something that I call my bookends. Um, so this is an idea that was first uh, de- designed by Darren Hardy and his book, The Compound Effect. Um, and really the whole idea of the bookends was that, you know, in any given day, we can't really control a, a lot of the stuff that's going on in our life in a given day, right? You're, uh, something's going to break at work. The system's going to go down. Uh, your kid's going to bite somebody at school, whatever it might be. It's hard for us to control everything, uh, everything that we can in a given day, within a given day. But often, there are two times during the day that you can really control and you can make sure that you're designing in a way that will benefit you. Um, And that's the very, very beginning of the day, the first handful of things that you do, and the very, very end of the day. These are the last handful of things that you do uh, before you go to bed. So the first things that you do once you wake up, the last things that you do before you go to sleep. And if you design your bookends properly, it's these these little things that if you focus on them every single day, they're going to move the needle forward drastically over time, and they can can, uh, change the direction of your life uh, very, very consistently. So... Uh, I'm going to start off with my evening bookend, and then we'll get into my morning bookend. So one of the last things that I do when I finish up my day at work, let's say you have a long day at work, 
a lot of people just kind of pack up, close their laptop, and they they just get out of there, right? And because of that, they leave a lot of unanswered loose ends and open loops in their brain. Now, your brain is like a supercomputer, constantly trying to solve all of these, these loose ends and these, uh, these open loops that you've kind of left undealt with in your brain. And when you do that, you know, a lot of people, when they get home, they feel like they have to drink some wine or, or watch some Netflix to, to, to kind of disconnect. And majority of the time, that's because they never really closed off all of the open loops and loose ends. So one of the things that I suggest that everybody do that I do at the very end of my workday is something called a brain dump. Now, I, I originally learned this from uh, David Allen's book, uh, Getting Things Done. And another one of my mentors, Craig Ballantyne, uh, teaches this as well. But at the very end of your day, just... Uh, take out a, a notebook or a piece of paper or a Word document and get out all of your thoughts and all of the things that are still in your brain and just write them out. Just write them out. Get them out of your subconscious and onto paper because what that does is it opens space in your brain. Now, the next thing that I do, so I take this list and I write out all the things that I still need to do, my, you know, my, my to-do list, things that I haven't gotten done, things that I, I might need to do in the future. Maybe I need to set up this meeting with this person. Maybe, maybe I need to respond to this email. Maybe I, I forgot to, to uh, do something with one of our clients. I get it all out of my head and onto paper, right? And then what I do, once it's out of my head and onto paper, I take about five minutes and I make decisions on every, all these ideas, all these things that I want to do. Um, I actually, a lot of the time throughout the day, I actually put them on post-it notes and put them into a little uh, box on the side of my desk. Throughout, so throughout the day, I actually have a, a pile of five, six, or seven of these to-do things. And at the very end of the day, I, I write any of the remaining stuff on there. And what I do is I basically make decisions after that on what I'm going to be doing with this thing, these things. And there's three actions that you can take on any action item. You can say, yes, I need to do this, in which case I take that action item and I either calendar it or I put it on a master to-do list for me to get done um, later. I can say, you know what? This isn't that important. It sounded like a great idea, but no, I don't really need to do this. I don't have time. And that might be one of the more powerful things is, you know, of this list, let's say at the end of the day, I have... Uh, 10 things that I need to do. I might go through and I might say no to five or six of them and just scratch them off the list. But making the conscious decision, no, I'm not going to do that. Maybe maybe uh, someone on the team was like, hey, Xander, you should do X, Y, Z. So I write it down on a piece of paper and instead of making a decision at the time, I, I leave it for me to make a decision later. And at the end of the day, I decide, you know what? No, that's not that important right now. We shouldn't be doing this. Learning how to say no to stuff is actually one of the most important things that you can do to be successful in your career and in your business, to say no to more things. To become an entrepreneur, you have to be a yes person. To become a successful entrepreneur, you have to be a no person. So I either say yes to things, in which case I will calendar it or I will put it on my master to-do list. I will say no to things and I will scratch it off. And mentally, that's like, a, oh my God, it's this huge release because I don't have to do this thing anymore. I don't have that mental weight of focus on it. And then the third thing is, um, I can decide to do it later, in which case I will put it on what I call uh, a tickler file or a thinker file, uh, where I'll put it on a thinker file so that it doesn't get forgotten, but that I can make a decision later. Now, these lists are really important. This brain dump and these decisions on this yes, no later um, cause you to get a lot of the thought processes and anxiety and open loops and loose ends out of your brain. And you will find this is one of the most immensely relaxing exercises you will ever do at the end of your day because you can disconnect from work rather than having to drink a couple of glasses of wine to disconnect. You get all of the thoughts out of your head and all of a sudden you're not thinking about work anymore and it's an instant disconnect. Now, once I'm done with that, 
the next two things that I do, I first of all, I kind of review my day and reflect on my day, and I celebrate at least five things that I accomplished. Now, being an entrepreneur is tough. It's it's hard. You're going to go through a lot. You're going to get punched in the face constantly. You're going to make tons of mistakes. You're going to have uh, a lot of things go wrong. And if you're not finding things to celebrate every single day, tough conversations you had, waking up to your alarm, uh, uh, you know, little wins with clients or something like that, it's going to be a real, real shit ride. So I celebrate five things that I accomplished that day. And then I find one thing that I think I can work on and get better. Now, this uh, aspect of reviewing your day on a daily basis is a practice that goes back to ancient Buddhism and they talk about the importance of reflection. Yet most of us never really reflect on our days or weeks or months or years and because of that we keep going down the same path. This is one of the most important aspects of personal development. Reflecting on what you do well so that you do more of it and finding one thing that you could get better at so that you can learn and grow from it. And if you do that every single day, what if every single day you made a small adjustment, you got a little bit better, you got one degree better? Well, by, you know, 1% better, by the end of one year, you're 37 times better if you did 1% better every single day for an entire year. That's all it takes. So I celebrate five things and I find one thing that I could work on or do better. And then the last thing that I do is I write on a sticky note my one thing that I'm gonna do the next morning for my morning routine. And we'll talk about the one thing in just a second here. But what I want you to understand is essentially what I'm doing is I'm writing down exactly what I need to be doing the next morning to make it easy for me to have a successful morning. Now, one of the toughest parts for people, in my opinion, of having a successful morning routine is the fact that when we wake up, we're stupid. Like, we have no willpower. We are dumb when we first wake up. We're, we're kind of in this foggy, stupor stumble. So you need to make a morning routine stupid proof for you. And this is one of the reasons why I write exactly on a sticky note the one thing that I need to accomplish that next morning to make it a successful morning so that I don't have to think about what I need to do. I have it sitting there in front of me when I get to my desk. And I'll talk about that in a second. After I get that done, overall, that brain dump, the yes, no later, the celebrations, and the one thing takes about 15 minutes. It doesn't take a very long time, but uh, I get it all out of my head. I make decisions. I celebrate, <coughs> and then I decide on that one thing for the morning. After that, I disconnect. I'm out of the office. I'm downstairs hanging with Maddie and the puppy. We're, you know, we're having dinner. We're having family time, having a fire out in our backyard, whatever it might be. And I'm, I'm disconnecting, and I'm there for my family because I got all the work stuff out of my brain. Now, once that's done, um, before bed, the last thing I do before going to bed is I read and I make sure that I read and whatever you're doing, I make sure I meditate for about five, 10 minutes. I do something called, uh, uh, Kriya yoga and Kriya meditation, um, five, 10 minute, minutes to really put myself in a relaxed and, uh, um, alpha or even theta brainwave state. And then I read for, you know, up to 30 minutes. And really, this is incredibly important because the last 45 minutes before you go to sleep is what your brain is going to be marinating on for the next, you know, seven, eight, nine hours while you sleep, depending on how long you sleep. And it's going to be programming your subconscious. This is why people that watch, watch, you know, uh, zombie shows and zombie movies right before going to bed have nightmares and they feel anxiety and they feel stressed all the time. Like, why the fuck would you do that to yourself, right? Make sure that whatever it is you're consuming the last 45 minutes to an hour before bed, I also make sure that my phone is off and disconnected and it's office. I often leave it in my office so that I can't even 
check my phone. Um, you know, by about seven, seven thirty, I make sure that my phone is up in my office and, and charging in my office, uh, so that I can't even see it or anything coming in because I want to make sure that I'm disconnected and I have, uh, I'm giving my brain time to relax and settle and marinate on the things that I wanted to marinate on. So I read a, a book that is empowering. I read a book that is inspiring. I, I meditate on, um, you know, on joy and love and happiness and success and, and all of the things that I want to be feeling so that when I go to sleep that night, I'm marinating in it. I'm marinating it every night for multiple hours until I wake up the next morning. All right. Last thing I do is uh, I set my alarm clock, which is a sunrise alarm clock, to, and it's on the other side of the room to make sure that I can never hit snooze. So that's my evening routine. So let's switch over into the morning routine. So my alarm goes off at four in the morning. It's a sunrise alarm clock, which means it turns on a light and brightens up the room. So I'm normally up a little bit before. So normally I'm up by around 345, 350-ish to go turn off the alarm before it wakes up Maddie. Um, and it's like I mentioned, it's across the room. So I have to get up and out of bed to go turn off the sunrise alarm clock. This is crucial, right? Because one of the most important success steps, I don't care what time you wake up at, I don't care if you wake up at 11 a.m. I don't care if you wake up at 4 a.m. I don't care if you wake up at 7 a.m. But when you set an alarm and you tell yourself you're going to wake up at a certain time, you fucking wake up at that time, right? Now, why is this so incredibly important, right? It's incredibly important because when you make a promise to yourself, if you break that promise to yourself first thing in the morning, do you think your subconscious believes anything else that you're trying to tell yourself? Of course not, right? If you're trying to tell yourself that you want to build a six-figure company or a seven-figure company, right? And then every morning you're hitting the snooze button, your subconscious is going, you said you were going to wake up at seven and now you're not waking up till eight. So why would I believe that you could build a six-figure company? Think about this. I want you to honestly think about how many times you've hit the snooze button or you've slept in later than you said you would in the last week, the last month, the last year. I couldn't tell you the last time that I hit the snooze button, maybe four and a half, five years ago, right? Something as simple as that can be telling of how successful you'll be. Not, not because of any other reason besides the fact that your subconscious will start to believe you more when you make, when you make a promise and then you keep to that promise. When you make an agreement and you keep to that agreement, your subconscious will start to believe you when you do affirmations and visualizations like uh, saying that you're going to make six figures or saying that you're going to make seven figures. But if every time you set the alarm for seven or eight in the morning and you sleep through it, your subconscious goes, bullshit, I don't believe you. Sorry, you're a liar, right? So the first and most important thing, I don't care what time you wake up, but when you set that alarm for whatever time you set it for, you wake up for that alarm. That's step number one. Second thing, like I mentioned, whatever your morning routine is, put it on a list. I actually put it on a whiteboard in my office so that I can see my morning routine every morning and I can see it in every morning. It says, wake up, water, yoga, breathwork, meditate, visualize, uh, dog walk, and one thing, right? And I'll actually walk through the routine right now. So <coughs> essentially, I wake up. And the reason that I have this list is because, like I mentioned, you want your routine to be stupid proof, right? So I'm in a drunken stupor and, and I see this list and it makes it very easy for me to go down the list. Okay, water. I chug an entire bottle of water with a little bit of lemon ginger water in it uh, to get me hydrated and get me going, right? Then I do some movement. I do, I do some yoga and some stretching and some mobility work. And then I do some breath work to get the body moving, get the blood flowing, get the blood alive before I get into my meditation. 
Okay, so then I go do 30 minutes of meditation, which is a combination of Vedic meditation and Kriya Yoga, Kriya meditation. Right after that, I go into gratitude and visualization. So I visualize my future. I visualize the success in the different areas of my life, my health, my, my wellness, my family and my, my relationships and my business and where it's going to go to. And I visualize the specifics of, of what it's going to be like and how it's going to look and most importantly, how it feels. And I'm, I'm going to feel it in my body because visualization, you know, there's to, to program the subconscious mind, we need two things. We need repetition and we need emotion. So you want to visualize your future every single day, but you want to make sure that you feel it viscerally. Otherwise, it's not going to be programming your subconscious mind and your behavior, right? So by the end of this, I'm on cloud nine because I'm already feeling like a, like an eight figure earner. Um, where, you know, I have all the love and joy in my life and, and, you know, I'm strong and mobile beyond belief. I'm getting stronger and more energized every single day. And people always wonder why I show up that way. It's because I'm literally visualizing myself at that point every single morning. And this is how I show up all day long because I'm visualizing it every single morning. Right? So after I'm done with that, I take the puppy for a walk. Now, why is this important in my morning routine? Well, first of all, taking the puppy for a walk makes my life a lot uh, easier and a lot better with my relationship with my wife because our dog is not a menace when by the time that she wakes up and running around and barking and screaming and everything because I'm getting some of his energy out. But also, when I'm visualizing my future and where I want to be, oftentimes that brings up questions and thoughts and, and, and problems that I need to solve in today's world. Right. And so while I'm walking, my brain is, is my subconscious mind is on overdrive thinking, well, what do I need to do about this? How do I solve this? We've got an issue here that's preventing us from doing this. So that walk, that thinking time is incredibly, incredibly important. So when I take Aspen for a walk, I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not, I'm not listening to music. I'm, I'm in my own head, allowing myself, myself time and space to think. Uh, I just, uh, did an interview with a good friend of mine, Samantha Skelly, who's uh, building an eight-figure certification business. And this was one of the things that she said has been most powerful for her success is, you know, scheduling time for her, like silent time for her to just think. Not, not to meditate, not to visualize, just to think about life and about the business and about problems she needs to solve. That thinking time is so incredibly powerful. So I take Aspen for a walk and I let the brain go. I let the brain wander and, and see what it comes up with. And, and oftentimes, this is where I come up with a lot of the solutions to a lot of my problems in the business. <coughs> so uh, done with the dog walk, come back. And that's when I get straight to my one thing. Now, if anybody hasn't read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller uh, and Jay Papasan, you're going to want to check it out. But he one of the most important questions he asks is, What's the one thing that if I did it today, such by doing it today, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? And so what I do is I make sure that I focus on the one most important thing that I can do every morning, such that by doing that one thing, I would be able to consider my day a success if I were able to do just that one single thing. So uh, what I do is I write that on the note the night before. I write that on a sticky note the night before. And then that next morning, I spend 90 minutes in un uninterrupted deep work, phones off. Uh, sometimes I put my noise canceling Bose headphones on and just go straight after it for 90 straight minutes. And I do not stop and I get the most important things in my business. I just get them done right now. <clears throat> as I'm getting that one thing done by the end of doing that one thing, 
I could call it a day. I could be done for the day and I would be successful because I accomplished the most important thing in my day. So, you know, basically before 7, 7.30 in the morning, I have now accomplished anything in my day that would allow me to be successful. But obviously we're just getting started. So the next thing that I do is once I've been successful there is I go jump into my cold plunge. Now, there's several reasons that I jump into a cold plunge every single morning. And, you know, it's been winter, so it's been relatively cold outside, you know, in, in the 40s, even here in San Diego, first thing in the morning when, you know, the sun's still not up or just coming up. Um, but cold plunging or cold therapy is incredibly beneficial for several reasons. Um, obviously there's a lot of physiological reasons. There's, uh, benefits to your immune system, benefits for your circulatory system. Um, uh, one of the things that I love the most about it is it actually helps your systemic response to stress. It'll actually, uh, help your brain and your body hormonally react better to stress. You know, if you throw yourself into freezing water, uh, and you don't die, your brain's going to start to learn that there's a lot of things that you do that aren't actually going to kill you. So your stress response, you actually get better with your stress response by jumping into cold water, um, which is one of the reasons I do it every morning. The other reason that I do it every morning is your brain. Everybody wants to be more motivated, right? Ask yourself, would you, would you love to be more motivated and more excited and, and more energized with what you do during the day, right? So most people think that they need to be more motivated to take more action. I need more motivation and more inspiration to take action. When the reality is motivation and inspiration comes from action. So there's a combination in your brain of norepinephrine and dopamine, which creates the feeling of motivation and inspiration. And these, uh, these hormones are combined in a specific way that only comes about from doing something uncomfortable that scares you. Uh, and specifically, one of the most uncomfortable things you can do is throwing yourself into cold water every single morning. Your body will have the same physiological reaction every single time you do it. Uh, it'll react like you just jumped out of an airplane for the first time. The second time you jump out of an airplane, airplane, the hormonal levels are only about a third as high as they were the first time. But when you jump into cold water, it'll do that same thing every single time. So I jump into cold water every single morning and every single morning I look at that cold plunge and I go, I don't want to fucking do this. This thing's, why am I, why am I doing this? And, and Maddie makes fun of me because I'm sitting there like, this is a stupid idea. It's cold outside already. I'm already cold and I'm not even in the fucking cold plunge. And, uh, I will just, I will just bitch and moan, but then I'll jump in and I'll get out and I will be so happy. I will be elated. My, like it'll, it'll regulate your, your hormonal response. You will feel on cloud nine every single time you do it. And then I jump on our morning calls. We have about uh, <coughs> 30 to 45 minutes worth of morning calls between our sales teams, our marketing teams, and our uh, client success teams. So I get everybody in order. And after that, I go to the gym. Now, a lot of people are like, Xander, what about going to the gym first thing in the morning? And I'm like, I used to do that when I hated going to the gym. I, I wanted to do it like we just talked about. Do the thing that you don't want to do. So if you don't like going to the gym and you have health habits that are are, uh, you need to get an order, go to the gym first thing in the morning and that'll provide you the, the brain response and the physiological response to do other things. But I actually love going to the gym. I've made it a habit now. So it's harder for me to not go to the gym than it is to go to the gym. So by delaying my gym, by delaying going to the gym, which I enjoy going to now, I'm actually doing the harder things first. I'm doing the harder things first before I allow myself the dessert, the joy of going to the gym. Right. So in the end, one of the things that you'll notice around my recommendations for morning routines is always do the hardest things first. Always do the more difficult stuff first, because if you save the easier stuff till afterwards, it'll be the reward for getting the harder stuff done. Now, this is my morning routine, my afternoon routine and evening routine. 
So hopefully this is helpful for you. Uh, I've spent years kind of honing this in. In the end, you're going to need to uh, figure out what really works best for you in a morning routine. Obviously, I have a very extensive one, but I suggest to people when you're first starting off, you know, pick an evening routine. Mine, like I mentioned, the evening routine is super simple. Fif uh, 15 minutes to do the brain dump, the yes, no later, the celebrations. Um, and then make sure that you're spending some good time reading at night. Make sure that you're spending some good time disconnecting. In the morning, you know, uh, my morning routine is very extensive. It's about three hours long now. But when you're first starting off, it doesn't need to be that long. It can be 10 minutes, it can be 20 minutes. Just start off with something easy and simple and do it for a month, for 30 days, and then add on to it. And then test some things out. See what you like, make some adjustments, make it 20 minutes, make it 30 minutes, right? But the whole goal here is to continually refine for you. And I, whenever I test something out, whenever I try something new, I do it for a minimum of 30 days. So that by the end of the 30 days, the habit is formed and then I can consciously say yes or no, I want to keep this or I don't want to keep this. It's not about how difficult it is to get the habit up and running. But by the end of doing this, you may have a very extensive morning routine that might absolutely change your life. Now that's all we have today for this episode. Uh, hopefully you got something from it. But don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure you implement what you learn here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.